Welcome to the First Love Church. We invite you to personally discover the life-changing impact of the Word of God as you listen to this message preached by Bishop Richard Ayi. Bishop Richard Ayi serves as a bishop in the First Love Church, a denomination founded by Bishop Dag Heward-Mills. Bishop Richard currently pastors the London branch of the First Love Church, a vibrant campus ministry with young, energetic people full of first love for the Lord. We believe this message will give you hope, light and love to strengthen you in your Christian walk. Now listen to Bishop Richard. Son was dead, he's alive again. He 
with the zeal and perseverance of the early Christian church. Indeed, they were candles in the dark. Oh, oh, oh. be a candle. Commission is completed by the ministry of the apostles. They say we have many souls in our own countries. If God intends the salvation of the world, He will somehow bring the gospel to them. Or bring them to the gospel Today most Christians sit at ease Have no concern for lost sinners No, they don't want to be candles in the dark No, no, no
more than they love themselves And more than they love their own lives They could become candles in the dark They could become saviors of this world A candle in the dark Oh yes Don't you want to be a candle Be a candle in the dark Lord I want to be A candle in the dark
of you are excited about the word of God? Then I want you to put your hands together as we welcome our pastor, Bishop Richard A. One, two, one, two. Okay. Beautiful. Fantastic. Let us pray. Thank you. Let's pray. Father, we bless your precious name. Thank you for blessed opportunity to be in church. Let your will be done. Speak to us, direct us, convict us by the Holy Spirit, Lord. Thank you for the power of your word, Lord. Thank you for healing. Thank you for deliverance. Thank you for revelation, Lord. And thank you for instruction through your word. I give you thanks and I give you praise. Thank you for the presence of the Holy Spirit who will speak to us and direct us. Thank you, Father, for this great blessing to be in your presence. I want you to just lift up your two hands and just pray for yourself. Just ask God to speak to you today. Ask him to talk to you today. Pray for the Holy Spirit to be with you, to guide you, to instruct you. Pray for the sweet presence, sweet influence of the Holy Spirit to be with you today, to speak to you, to guide you. Pray for it. Ask God for it. Ask God for the Holy Spirit that today shall be a blessed time. A blessed time in his presence. A blessed time. It won't be just another Sunday. It'll be a blessed time in his presence. Pray for it that you'll be blessed. Pray that you'll be healed. Pray that you receive instruction. Pray that you receive revelation today. Pray. Pray. Pray for yourself. The Lord, I'll be blessed today. Speak to me. Speak to me, Lord. Speak to me, Lord. Talk to me, Lord. Instruct me, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we thank you once again. And we thank you for the presence of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for that sweet presence that teaches, convicts, and brings direction to us. In Jesus' name, we pray. And everybody shall say, Amen. Amen. Say a better amen. Amen. Say an even louder amen. Amen. Beautiful. God bless you. Take your seats. Do you know Beautiful? Well, it's good to see all of you again. Always good to be in church. I'm actually impressed that you are all in church today. I thought we'd be struggling with World Cup. So, I can see that you are very spiritual. When I entered the hall, I said to myself, Oh God, you've blessed me with very spiritual people. Even World Cup cannot take them away from church. What a blessing. What a blessing. Clap for yourselves. And for those of you who don't know which team I've been supporting, my team is in the finals. I'll tell you if they win, then I'll tell you which team it was. Yes, but they are in. Mm. But it's powerful. But no, seriously, I'm very impressed that you are all here. I thought there was going to be a struggle. Because I've had people changing their service time. 
doing different things. And I said to myself, I'm going to leave ours as it is. Because first love people can sacrifice World Cup to hear the word of God. Isn't it? You've proven me right. You prove that I know my sheep. I know you people. That you are spiritual, you are solid, you are rooted, and you love God more than anything else. Is it not true? Why don't you clap for yourselves again? Wow. And you are not in a hurry, isn't it? I can take my time and preach. Or you are in a hurry to go and see the last minute. Speak the truth and shame the devil. Are you in a hurry? I feel Clive wants us to close. Wow. If it's just because of you, then I'll have an all night. <laughs> wow. So I can take my time. I can pace myself. Is it ladies who are answering or guys? Guys. Guys, should I take my time? All right. Should I pace myself? Okay. What about the sisters? And make sure your phones are off, by the way. Other you accidentally shall go. <laughs> so make sure you are not watching anywhere. Where's AJ? Where's he? Hmm? He's still on his way. Hmm. Hmm. What about Akim? He's also on his way. How can AJ and Akim be on their way today of all days? Tell that we have found our non-spiritual members. Well, Matthew chapter 16, I'm sure we are still doing surgery on the sound, isn't it? The sound is a bit, you know, like a guest preacher. Yes, thank you very much for this verse. Matthew 16 and verse 24. Then Jesus said unto his disciples, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself. Take up his cross. Take up whose cross? Whose? His. Yours. Yours. Maria, your cross. You know you have a cross? Okay. I hope you I hope you are used. I hope it's not hanging in your bedroom. I hope you've not turned your cross into an earring that you are wearing. People have turned cross into earrings and necklaces. And we just wear it, it's like, yeah. I'm wearing my cross. That's not your cross. You have to take up your cross. This is what Jesus said. Take up his cross and follow me. Beautiful. Isn't that a beautiful verse? So we've been talking about this, taking up your cross, uh, which has led us into the meanings of the cross or what the cross represents. And one of the things, one of the things that the cross symbolizes or represents is sacrifice. They say, take up your cross. It's like prepare yourself to sacrifice. The cross is a symbol of sacrifice. 
In other words, Christianity without sacrifice is actually an empty religious journey. If you want to experience the sweetness of Christianity, the power, the power, the power of Christianity, then learn to take up your cross. You will see the power of God. You see, many of the, many of the mistakes or the things we have done that maybe we have regrets about in the faith is because we failed to use the cross at that junction. When we had to make sacrifices, we didn't. We went for convenience and comfort and what looks nice and what looks pleasant. And that caused our demotion. We became ordinary people, normal people. We never became what God wants you to become. But thank God that he's a God of many chances. So that's why once you are alive, it means you are experiencing mercy. And God wants you to really take up your cross now. So in your next chapter of life, as God has given you life, take up your cross now and use the cross. You'll be surprised that the things you even think that you would lose, you even get better quality of those things. Better versions of those things. Be ready, be ready to sacrifice. Be ready to lay down, lay down your life and say to God that God, I am following you now. I am going all out for you. That's why he said, take up his cross. You want to come after me? You want to come after him? How many of you want to go after Jesus? You want to follow Jesus? Yet you need a cross. Not as an earring. Not as a, a, I can see someone's cross there. Right there. Right there on her neck. Right there. But that's not where the cross is supposed to be. The cross is supposed to be part of your life. So, Today, I want, to, I want to share with you five things every Christian should know about sacrifice. Would you like to know those five things? Last week, I think I talked to you about the enemies of sacrifice. There are enemies. Did, did we talk about enemies? Or we didn't? Hey, the silence is strong. Did we or did we not? Because if we didn't, I can go back. It's not a problem. Did we talk about enemies of sacrifice? You sure? Your yes is very weak. Oh, you're not in church last Sunday. Only two people were in church. Was I in church last Sunday? What did I preach about? Enemies of sacrifice. Did you listen to the message? Did you, could you understand the message? Or you didn't know that I was talking about enemies of sacrifice? How many of you were not in church last week? You were not. High above your head, you weren't. That means most of you were here, so why, why are you not answering? Say amen. Amen. Say another amen. Amen. Say a better amen. Amen. Okay, what did we preach about last week? Enemies of sacrifice. We preach what? Enemies of sacrifice. Are you sure? Yes. Should I ask you what the enemies are? Yes. I should. I won't. Five things every Christian ought to know about sacrifice. We can even make it six things. The first thing is that you should know that there are enemies of sacrifice. Yes, you should know there are enemies. There are, there are things that will stop you. In fact, if I, your, your self, life, and most people that you meet 
would oppose and discourage and advise against you making sacrifices for God and for the things of God. They are enemies. Anytime you want to sacrifice for God, something tells you don't. Somebody tells you don't do it. An institution tells you don't try. You feel odd. You feel you feel strange. You look odd. You appear odd because it's like you are saying no to what everybody does. But learn to be saying no to what everybody does. That, that is against your faith. Learn to stand alone and say, yes, I am not doing this because I am a Christian and because I am a believer. I won't do this. I won't do it. Without it, there's a huge question mark on your faith. You see, in today's Christianity, you see people, they say they are giving their lives to Christ. They come, they come to the altar with their boyfriend. Come. Come. You make an altar call. Sing for me. Just as I am without one plea, but that thy blood was shed for me. And that they've come, they've come to give their lives to Christ. They come, this is how they come. come to thee, With a few tears on their face. I come. I come. They're giving their lives to Christ. Boy and girl. And when they finish, when they finish, they're going to sit down. It's almost like, let's console each other. We are born again. We are born again, okay? Everything we do is under the blood. <laughs> look. Look, I don't, I, I don't want to joke with you today. Not that we've been joking, but today I don't want to joke with you. What, what you just saw is funny. It's a joke. It's, it's fake. If you, give, if you are giving your life to Christ, one of the first things you will identify is the person who is guiding you to hell. It's the thing that constantly leads you into temptation and affects your relationship with God. And if you are giving your life to Christ and you take up the cross, you sacrifice that thing first. First, tops, tops, tops. I lost all my friends when I gave my life to Christ. I lost all of them. Do you understand? All. I'm not, ex- I'm not like making it sound nice. All. Everybody I know in my life now began in the faith. Yes. Yes. And I was a grown up when I, at least I was an adult when I gave my life to Christ. So I had friends. I gave my life to Christ just after sixth form. All my friends till sixth form, I sacrificed all. I mean, all. Do you understand all? All. You understand all? How do you spell all? You don't know how to spell all. A double L. Everybody. Anybody you see in my life now, I met in Christianity. Yes. Otherwise, it won't work. Otherwise, you won't work. You won't move fast. 
You move as fast as you are. Look, Christianity and cross, they are inseparable. You came. Where's, where's, where's the other one? Has he come to? Where's he? Okay. What's the scores? Okay. We're very suspicious of the two of you. Okay, what about the tennis? Who is winning? <laughs> Are you watching tennis as you are sitting there? Huh. Do you understand? You can't separate Christianity and the cross. Listen to me carefully. You cannot separate Christianity from the cross. You can't separate them. See us Christian, that person has a cross that he's moving with. Fruitful Christian, he has a cross. Progressive Christian, he has a cross. Advancing Christian, he has a cross. There will be something that will be required from you. At every point, something will be required from you. When you fail at that point, know that you have chosen that thing over Christ. And over doing well as a Christian. You see, every age, every age and every phase of life has its own demands. Its own demands. Another way of calling it is it has its own delusions. It has its own, it's called CSD, current state delusion. It has its own delusions. I must have this. I must be like this. I must get this. I must get this. See, when, when you are young, when you are 18, 19, 20, one of the delusions is, one of the delusions is like, I must, I must have a boy in my life. There has to be a boy. I mean, there has to be some guy. I mean, a boy has to be there. I'm in my 50s. I don't have that delusion. Yes, you have it because of your age. And you have, to, you, have to, you have to thank God and believe that you have someone who has been through that phase. He said, it's not worth sacrificing Christ for a CSD. There's there's a CSD for 50-year-olds too. There's one, CSD is current state delusion. Yeah. (laughs) That is, that is the delusion, the delusion that's associated with your age or the season you are in or the phase of life you are in. 18 to about 23, 24, they have one. I think I like to put them in the same bracket. Then there's another group from 25 to like 30. They also have theirs. They are the ones who like the river view. (laughs) River view and cars and things. By the time they are 35, they are in debt and confused. Because they followed CSDs. It's like, I must have this. I must do this. I must follow this. I must chase this thing. I must get this. Because <laughs> by that time they've married and seen the, the, uh, the vanities of the marriage. Yeah. You see, when you, tra- when you track their life, every phase they fell into the delusion. It's like this girl who looks like this. I'm going to marry this beautiful girl. I'm going to get everything. I- when I marry her, I'll never be thirsty. When I want water to drink and I look at her, my thirst will be quenched. Now she's sitting there in the house. The first pain is that the hair that you saw was a wig. 
in the house, she doesn't look the same as she looks like us in church. The next thing is that the pleasures that you imagine, she's too lazy to offer it. Too lazy. Too lazy. No energy. I mean, low level energy. I mean, she's lazy. She can't even carry. Third disappointment is that she can't cook. So as you're in the house, you're like two boys. Two boys. You've been turned into a scavenger in the house. Picking nuts and cookies. Nuts and cookies. And banana. <laughs> what a shock. What a shock. You better have bananas in the house. <laughs> and, and peanuts. KP, KP nuts. But you follow the delusions. Then after that, it's like, I have to, I have to put this, my princess, in an apartment. Ocean view. Ocean view. Thames view. Now, when you look at her, and you look at the bills, then your blood pressure is rising. Because <laughs> this person I set out, I set out to, you know, impress. She doesn't give what I thought she can give and she will give. You know, she's not a disappointment. She's normal. You see them like that? They're normal human beings. Their mothers wake them up. If they don't wake, they will wake up. Sisters, are you hearing? You should see their rooms. You think that you think that on Fridays when they pick up, they collect your bin, is their room that they put it in? No, is it is it true or correct? No, sisters, I'm asking you, first love sisters, we are very frank and honest. I'm asking you a question. What I'm saying, is it true or correct? It's true and correct. Yes. You think that that rubbish truck it has backed it has backed up into her room. Now you've got her and you are surprised. You are surprised that she's just like you. And you are you are even having to pick up after her. But I say it's your it's your, it's a, a delusion you had at a certain age. And not ready to make sacrifices and be serious. You have to be serious. And to be led by God and not by shapes and appetites. <laughs> so, anyway, I'm just telling you that you have to take up your cross, and there are enemies of the cross, the enemies. There are things that fight and protest. Don't. Don't use the cross. Don't take up your cross. Don't excise yourself. 
Don't do this. I have to be rich. It's another season. I have to be rich. I have to be rich. Look, you have you read your Bible? Bible says that riches develop wings and fly away. And the Bible says that he that hasteth to be rich has an evil eye. I have to be rich. I have to have this. By the time I'm 29, I must have this. I must be like this. No. <laughs> that is not how it is in real life. That's not how it is. That's not how it is. I was talking to someone. I was trying to do career, career counseling. I don't do career counseling. I do uh, pastoral counseling. I was trying to talk to someone who was talking about current I can't remember the name she had given to the carrier, but I remember very well that she was arguing and saying that, what about Michael Jackson? <laughs> do you understand? So in other words, what she wanted to do, what she's saying is that Michael Jackson has done it so she can do it. I said, I said, I said to her, I said to her, no, listen to me, because some of you need to listen to some of these and hear this. I said to her, look, Never think or imagine that I am against you doing well and prospering and having a good career and excel. Never, never imagine that. I wish I had a pot of oil here. I will anoint all of you to, to do well in life. I want you to do well. I would like you to do well. Who doesn't want his church members to do well? If you become famous and popular, do you not think that I would like to say that this person is in my church? <laughs> Everyone preaching, I would like to say, oh, Michaela Jackson is in my church. Look, I had a church. I had a church member who once had a vision to be the prime minister. Look, I won't. I won't lie to you. I prayed about it. <laughs> Do you know why I prayed about? Because one of one of the things I kept picturing, I kept picturing, is the day is the day she becomes the prime minister. I will be at number ten. See how they put the how they put the that thing the podium outside. I mean because. My rela- even my relationship with her, she cannot leave me out. <laughs> she asked me to be there. Because till today, she's my friend. I chat with her all the time. I said, look, if this place becomes prime minister, you all see me on, on BBC. This I, I, look, I pictured my black suit and my tie. What, what color is conservatives? Yes, I wear a blue tie. I think that maybe she will have the uh, number 11 guy next. Uh, there few, but next, it will be me. I will be there. I will be there. Outside number 10. And all the news, daily, standard, all those would be writing as usual. She was there with her spiritual advisor. I will be there. Yes. Sundays when she comes to church, she will have a special seat. I'll say, this, this one is for the prime minister. This is the prime minister's seat. This is where she goes to church. Prime Minister goes to she goes to church at the Grange Tower Hill. It's a special thing. When you see when time we finish there, you see policemen outside. Yes. Because sometimes she would like to say hello to me, have a cup of tea with me. Look, I, I won't lie to you. I wanted it to happen. <laughs> it's not too late to see. Father, give us a prime minister. <laughs> You see, but my point to the original person, the Michael, Michael Jackson one, Michaela Jackson, yes. Let's call her MJ. My advice and my concern to her is that I don't want you to prosper. But the question is, 
how many Michael Jacksons are there in the world? So even when you have a vision, you have a vision. Do you know the, do you know the bell curve? The normal distribution curve? Michael Jackson will be out of the... He'll be out of the curve. He'll be out of it. He'll be somewhere to the extreme right. Very odd. Several deviations from the mean. Do, do, do you understand? Ask students, do you understand what I'm talking about? So he, I mean, way out. So when you have a vision, you see, when you have an aim, aim for something that fits into the bell curve. And then to excel. Do you understand? The, the bell curve is where the average is the same as the most common event. That's the mode. It's the thing that happens most. So the average, it's average, is, average is always a lot. So aim for what a lot of people have been able to do Aim for what a lot of people have been able to do and then excel in it. Aim for the doable thing. So, aim to be a doctor. Aim to be an engineer. Aim to be, uh, what else is there? An accountant. Aim to be a pharmacist. Aim to be a barrister. Aim to, you see, aim for things that you can see already that by history it takes you to the top. There's potential. But how many Michaels are there? It's true. It's true that I like. But even my member wants to be prime minister. I'll be happy to be prime minister. But how many prime ministers are there? What are the chances? Do you understand the laws of um, probability? What are the chances? As much as I imagined it, can you say I'll be able to describe it to you? I look. I imagine myself standing in front of number ten around four p.m. in the afternoon. <laughs> And she's coming out to make a speech. You so she'll come up and then we'll follow her. I'll stand like this. I've rehearsed how I'll stand. I'll stand like this. And I'll be saying in my mind, by now they are watching me. They can see me. <laughs> I'm with the PM. Yes. But your delusions makes you dream high and then it ends with disappointment and it ends with sacrificing your calling and your love for God because it takes you it takes you away from God it takes you see, it takes your heart why does it take you it takes your heart away it takes your heart away it takes everything anything that is important in your life is is placed or is like placing a bet you place it on that thing and then you can't serve God you can't live for God. You can't work for God. But there are other things that you can also do well if you pick those things. So you can serve God and still balance. You can serve God and still balance. You're balanced. You're coming, you're coming through gradually, 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 gradually. You're passing exams. You're doing what you have to do. You have a good job. Rising in the job. Before you realize you, you, have, you have what you have. You will have the Riverview apartment without sweat. Receive a river view apartment. Receive Thames view. And receive ocean view. But it's not right from the onset. This is your dream. That's a CSD. That is when now you sacrifice everything and everybody, including your prayer time. But as soon as you open your eyes, you remember bills. You can't pray. Who can pray when bills are calling you? You can't. 
pray. You can't pray. You can't. You will think, what else must I do to finance these bills? So your top leading enemy of sacrifice are your CSDs. Are your CSDs. I must marry. So you've got to take a boy. A boy who is partially an unbeliever. Doing all sorts of things. I've seen, I've seen, I've seen people that are ministers. I mean, this one is a minister. If you ask me to, today, I'll tell you, this person has a calling and she's a minister. But why is she not a minister? Because she chose a boy. She chose a boy of a ministry. It's not as though when you choose ministry, you won't get a boy. Oh boy, that, that guy is not the last born of men. It's even when you become serious with God. Do you not think that God will take care of you? He will even give you a better, a better version. Even if it's the same person, God will even prepare him better. By the time he comes into your life, he is not fornicatious. Because now you sacrifice God. Only have you sacrificed him, but now you are living in sin. Because of premature movement. And CSD, current state delusion. There's a current... Because of your age, it comes with a delusion. As long as you turn 25, there's a delusion. They parachute from the air, then they just land by you. We've come. Yes, as long as you turn, no, no, believe what As long as you turn 50, it comes. They are with you. You turn 30, they are every age, every age, season, phase, whatever you want to call it, has its delusions. It's like things that I must have this, I must be like this, I must get this. I must, I must have it. I must have it. It's very important. I should get it. I should get it. I should get this. I should do this. I should get first class. I should get first. The price of first class is not your Christianity. No. No, no, no. That's not the price of first class. That's not the price of first class. Who says you're going to get first class? You must stop going to church. You must go to the library on Sundays. Who taught you that? Where did you learn that from? It's not that delusion. But then you get the first class. You don't, you, don't, you, don't even, you don't even know how to conduct yourself decently even at work. Before that, you become the, the office prostitute. Yes, because you see, your aim of life is always to impress men and to please men and to, and to get men to be happy with you. Five things every Christian should know. We said six, isn't it? So I've just done one. So let's finish with the rest. The rest will be fast, okay? (laughs) The second thing, the second thing every Christian should know about sacrifice is that sacrifice in order to attain God's favor upon your life. So some of the things, see, as you are becoming strong to overcome the delusions of your age, you will see, see that you start sacrificing and God will start favoring you. God will start favoring you. God will start blessing you. When people ask you, how did you get this? You say by the, you will genuinely say by the grace of God. And it is actually the grace of God. You will stop working it. You will stop working things. Fighting for things. Forcing for things to happen. Pushing for things to happen. You leave, you leave everything to God. Everything to God. 
everything to God. Hmm. We need to read Genesis chapter 22. Sacrifice in order to attain God's favor upon your life. Genesis 22. It's about Abraham. We usually know Abraham. When we talk about Abraham, we say, and Abraham was very rich. They say, the blessings of Abraham. Then we all say, I receive it. I receive. But I want you to see, I want you to see the another side of Abraham. Another, why God is so happy with such a person. That he's not just somebody who was rich. Rich in cattle and rich in sheep and rich in gold and rich. But he, he also had another side to him. And it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham. And said unto him, Abraham. And he said, behold, here I am. Anytime God calls you, say, here I am. It can only be a good thing. It can only be a good thing. It can only be a good thing. Yeah, it can only be a good thing. I always remember two, two years ago when God asked me to do something. He asked me to give an offering. I, 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 I said, I, you see, I almost said, ah, but I mean, but why? But why? But you see, as I went through, as I went through, till today, till today, the effect, the effect of the sacrifice has not waned on my life. And the blessing that I caught out of it is that I will never, the word used was never, never. It means that, it means that to the grave. It means I've earned something that it's, it's taking me to the grave. Yeah, it's been two years. It's been two years. It's getting better. Yes, it's been two years now. I waited for almost a whole year before I ever said anything about it. Because I wasn't sure. The thing looked like magic. So I wasn't sure. I was thinking, I mean, why? Why has, why has my life changed so much? Then I keep remembering that this is a reason. This is okay. Let's see whether it will stop. It's been two years. Yes, it's been two full years. Soon it will be three. Soon it will be the rest of my life. Till forever. It's called till forever. Till forever. Are you so jealous you can't say amen? Amen. <laughs> Anytime, anytime you hear from God and learn how to hear from God, know God's voice. So you can say, here I am. Verse 2. And he said, take now thy son, thy only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, <laughs> and get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains which I will tell thee of. No problem. And Abraham rose up early in the morning and saddled his ass and took two of his young men with him. And Isaac his son, and clave the wood for the burnt offering, and rose up and went unto the place of which God had told him. It was you, will you go? <laughs> then on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. They've been traveling for three days. And Abraham said unto his young men, Abide ye here with the ass, and I and the lad will go, that's he and his son, will go yonder and worship and come again to you. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it upon Isaac, his son. And he took the fire in his hand and a knife. And they went both of them together. You're going somewhere with your father. Your father has firewood. And he has fire. And a knife. Verse 7. 
And Isaac spake unto Abraham, his father, and said, my father. And he said, here am I, my son. He <laughs> said, I say, what's up? <laughs> what's up, boy? <laughs> and he said, behold, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamp for a burnt offering? <laughs> Clever boy. Clever boy. He said, what's going on? What's happening here? Next. And Abraham said, my son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they went both of them together. <clears throat> Imagine if he had told him that you are the lamb. <laughs> He's younger. He, he can't run after him. But can you, can you see his level of obedience and commitment to God? Compared to yours and a boy that you can't let go. Or a girl that you can't let go. Or some job that you can't say, hey, you know what? God will give me something better to keep my relationship with him. I'm not sacrificing my relationship for this. Hmm. And they came to the place which God had told them of. And Abraham built an altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac his son. I was wondering what was going on. Do you think he would be still or he was fighting? Uh, I don't know. We can only guess. And laid him on the altar upon the wood. All the Sarah was in there. I'm sure he's told Sarah that they are, they are going for a retreat. They'll be back. <laughs> they are going to pray somewhere. And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. And the angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, here am I. And he said, lay not thine hand upon the lad. Neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know. Now I know. Now I know. You see, there's a point where now God discovers what is in your heart. Where God discovers the real you. The real, 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 real you. Some of the things that are thrown your way. Look, you better sit up and be sharp and be smart and be sensitive. And say that, no, this is not from God. Then God will say, ah, I know my child. You can't, you can't collapse or buckle or give in at the first test of life. Your first test, your first steps through the doors of ministry, you've already given in. Everything you are, you are thanking God for. Thank, thank you, Jesus, for sending me this um, beautiful thing that I can enjoy for a little while. Mm. He said, now I know that thou fearest God. Seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son from me. Verse 13. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him, a ram caught in the thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him for a burnt offering in the stead of his son. Verse 14. And Abraham called the name of the place Jehovah Jireh, or Jireh, as it is today. In the mount of the Lord it shall be seen. Wow. He received favor from God because, because he didn't hold back the sacrifice. Sacrifice rather made him see the favor of God. If we, if we read on you see the passage, say, he, the Bible says that and he heard from God a second time and the second time he received blessings. Blessings. Blessings for what he had done. Blessings. Because now it's just a replacement. There's not of your son, there's a ram. Sacrifice a ram. You don't need to sacrifice. You don't, you don't need to backslide for anything. You don't need to backslide and come and give us a fake testimony. 
that God has done something. How, how did God do it? How did God do it? What, what do you mean God did it? God did what? How did he do it? Right there, hear the second voice. And that one blessings came upon him. Blessing. He was blessed. They received these blessings. Sacrifice attracts God's blessings. Do you want us to read it? And the angel of the Lord called unto Abraham out of the out of heaven the second time. And said, By myself have I sworn, saith the Lord. For because thou hast done this thing and hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, that in blessing I will bless thee. May that be your story. In multiplying, I will multiply thy seed as the stars of heaven. May that be your story. Your amen is very weak. And thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies. It means you will never be defeated. And in thy seed shall all nations of the earth be blessed. Because thou hast obeyed my voice. When you obey the voice of God, you earn a blessing. May you earn a blessing. I pray that you will earn a blessing. I pray that in this great work with God, you will work in such a way that you attract blessings, not desolation and demotion and problems and regrets, that you will rather attract blessings. When it gets to make a sacrifice, don't hold back. Don't hold back. Say, for God, I'll do it. I'll do, if it's for God, tell us, if it's for God, I'll do it. If, it, if, if it's to keep me as a strong, normal Christian, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. To stay as a believer. I will do it to prove that I'm a believer. I will do it. I will do it. You have to say to yourself, I will do it. I can give up friendship, relationships, places, things, just to keep God in my life. And there, you hear another voice saying, I'll bless you. In blessing, I'll bless you. Number three, sacrifice. To qualify as a normal Christian. Wow. Luke 14. Verse 26 first. Ah, if any man come to me and hate not his father and mother and wife and children and brethren and sisters. Yea, and his own life also. He cannot be my disciple. Wow. Verse 27. And whosoever doth not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. In other words, if you don't take up your cross, you don't start sacrificing, you are disqualified from being a Christian. Yeah, that's it cannot be my disciple. Whosoever doth not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Sorry if we just, we only told you that uh, Christianity, we, we are blessed. And your cup shall run over. And oil shall, I'm, I, I apologize. Because that, that's not it. That's not the whole story. We'll be blessed indeed. Blessing, you'll be blessed. But there are sacrifices. I tell you, there are sacrifices. There are things you have to say no to. Nice things. Beautiful things. Attractive things. Juicy things. But you have to say no. You have to say no. You have to say no to be a normal Christian. A normal You have to say no. So when you are asked, why are you saying no? Because, because it goes against what I believe in. It goes against what the Bible says. But you see, without the no's, there are a lot of wishy-washy believers. Weaklings, weaklings. 
Christians with no power. Christians with no strength. Even, even, when, even when they want to say they are anointed, they have to lie about anointing. They have to lie about it. They have to lie and deceive and come up with all sorts of gimmicks till demons take over. And they begin to act like fetish priests. In the, all in the name of the Lord. All in the name of the Lord. Lies. Deceptions. Delusions. Because we don't want to do the real, the real thing is tough and hard. These are the words of Jesus. Whoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Don't talk about anointing. Anointing is people who will say you are anointed. You won't be saying that you are anointed. It's people who will be saying that you are a prophet. You won't be saying that every morning I am a prophet. The Lord has spoken to me. You won't be sitting like that. The Lord has spoken to me. We will know that God speaks to you. You don't want to, so people don't want to sacrifice anything. They don't give up anything. But Jesus is saying here, if you want to be a normal Christian, bear your cross. Bear your cross. There are some things that you have to shave off. They have to be shaved out of your life. Shave them. Remove them from your life. Change your path and your route to be a normal Christian. Just to be a normal, normal Christian. Normal Christian. Nothing extra. Normal Christian. Normal, normal Christian. Normal Christian. Yeah. Said that there will be a difference between you and those who don't go to church. Yeah, but sometimes it's hard to see who goes to church and who doesn't go to church, isn't it? The lifestyle is the same. You club, I club. You fornicate, I fornicate. The only difference is that on Sundays I'm at home and you say you are going to church. So I should come with you. Why should I come with you? Why, why on earth? Why on earth? If I'm an unbeliever, I will never follow you. Never. There's nothing attractive about you. You are going to waste my Sundays. My Sunday left that I can see the river. So I should follow you. I'll never follow you. You have to. You have to. Crucify. Crucify the deeds of the flesh. You have to crucify it. That's what the scripture says. Mortify therefore. Mortify therefore. The deeds of the flesh. Mortify that. Kill it. First life is quiet. So you are counting the things you have to sacrifice that you have been sacrificed, isn't it? Everything, everything that looks nice, you want to, you want to have it. Everything that looks nice, you want to have it. Everything that looks nice, you want to have it. And when you grow up a little bit, they see it's, it's nonsense, isn't it? Yeah. I'm sure some of you can remember when you were 22. There are some things that look like I mean, this is this this is life. Now you are 25. You are wondering well, how can this be life? How can it be? No, no, no. Forget it. You didn't find it. Let's take it that you didn't find it. Number three, four. Four. Ah. Another beautiful one. Sacrifice to be counted as a minister. Hmm. Sacrifice to be counted as a minister. Sorry, today we're in the oven. This is an oven hall. No, and next week we'll go to the real place, okay? Have you forgiven me for bringing you to the oven? Did you say yes? No problem. 
sacrifice. What does I say? Sacrifice to be counted. To be counted as a minister. Mark chapter 10. Mark chapter 10. Verse 20. How many of you like to be ministers of God? It includes sacrifices. 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 Real sacrifices. Real sacrifices. You're still your calling for uh, whatever status. You, you can't. You have to sacrifice. To be in the ministry. To be in the ministry, sacrifice. You have to sacrifice. To have hold your cross. And be serious. And, and any time you take up your cross, be very, very serious about it. Think deeply about what you are doing and understand what you are doing. Because there, it is life and death. So be ready and tell yourself, no matter which way, which way the waves blow, you are on. You will never, you will never pack up. Because when you pack up, you give the victory to Satan. Oh yeah. That's when the scripture says that he comes with seven other demons more wicked than the original one. No, be afraid of backsliding. Be very, very afraid of backsliding. And do you know, do you know backsliding? Backsliding is not that you started clubbing, but it's that you step back from what you used to do and what you, want, you were. You see, see the ministry like an army. And you've been fighting on the front line. And then suddenly you, you say that you're, you're tired. You're tired. You're, go, you're going to work in the hospital to receive those who are injured. And the enemy hears that you are, you are, you are on duty. What will, he, what will he do to you? You, you don't have anything. All, all you have are, are knives and things that you are waiting for people to put plaster and things on. When you arrive there, you have no defense. That's backsliding. You're, you're still in uniform. But you are not in the rank you used to be. Those of you who have been serious before, you are serious. Maintain that rank or advance. Which verse did I give you? Mark 10, verse 20. How did we get here? Oh, you're talking about the spirits. Wow. And he answered and said unto him, Master, all these have I observed from my youth. No problem. Then Jesus, beholding him, laughed him and said unto him, One thing thou lackest, go thy way, sell whatsoever thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven. And come. Take up the cross and follow me. It's not easy. And he was sad at that saying and went away grieved for he had great possessions. And Jesus looked round about and saith unto his disciples, how hardly shall they that have riches enter into the kingdom of God. And the disciples were astonished at his words. But Jesus answereth again, and saith unto them, children, how hard is it for them that trust in riches to enter into the kingdom of God? So you see, you see it's pointing out, he said it twice. Those who trust in riches, those who have riches, it's difficult for them to become anointed. It's difficult for them to serve God. The only comparison I've seen in the Bible to God is riches. So you can't serve God and mammon. It's like the only thing that can rise up and take your time, effort, devotion, everything is riches. 
And it doesn't mean that, it doesn't, I don't know why I have to say this. It doesn't mean that you can't become rich. But what he's saying is that trust, like setting your heart on it. Do you understand? Working for it, laboring for it. The scripture says that labor not to be rich. Labor not to be rich. Labor not to be rich. Don't work and have a vision. Don't have that vision, the vision of I have to be rich. I'm going to be rich. You are laboring and working towards becoming rich. And it takes everything away from you. Everything away from you. That's why you see people, they are Christians, but they can't enter the kingdom. They can't become anointed. They can't become ministers. They can't serve God in a certain way because it takes, it drains you. It takes your time. Start counting the the pounds you have and see when will it become what you, you are aiming for. Verse 25. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. It's in the Bible. Are you reading as well? Okay. Next one. And they were astonished out of measure saying among themselves, who then can be saved? (laughs) And Jesus looking upon them saith, with men it is impossible, but not with God. For with God all things are possible. Then Peter began to say unto him, Lo, we have left all and have followed thee. And Jesus answered and said, Verily I say unto you, there is no man that has left house, brethren, sisters, father, mother, wife, children, lungs, for my sake, and the gospels. But he shall receive an hundredfold now in this time. Houses, brethren, sisters, mothers, children, lungs, no wife. Did you see that? that? He doesn't multiply wives. So you shall receive it with persecutions. And in the world to come, eternal life. It's like you think you are sacrificing, but he's saying that, look, you will receive it. But you, you, but you can't be a minister without sacrificing nothing. That's how you see people who don't live in London. Who lived in London, don't live in London. And you see, they have a better life. And it's like, it's like a mystery. Because they live in a poor country. It's like where they've moved to for the sake of the gospel. It's a poor place. They are supposed to be poor. Or poorer. Even if not poor, poorer. They are not supposed to have cars, but they have nicer cars. And Londoners have oyster. But you see, they have nicer cars, they live in nicer homes, nicer places. Even though they are supposed to be poorer, it's a mystery. You can't explain it. Plus a congregation. Then they have a congregation. And then they have anointing, which you can't buy. Yes. Then they are called pastor. They pray for people. They counsel people. They guide people. They do. You see, they are exercising themselves in the kingdom of God. Which if they had left the London to save the land, the apartments, the river views, the wife, to please the wife, to please the children, to please the brethren and the sisters and the mother, especially the mother, to please the father. You can't have it. Is it not a mystery? It's a mystery. That's why I'm just, I'm just reading it. So we see, you just read it. They shall receive a hundredfold now in this time. Not, this one is not heaven. 
Here, they receive it. Houses, brethren, sisters. You have more brothers, more sisters. Mothers, children, lands with persecutions. Because people will will say, where did you get it from? Yes. Don't say you're, you're supposed to be poor. How come you have it? That's the next time you see people talking about the pastor, you should be quiet. Whether it's true or not, we don't, you don't know. You just have to be quiet. Because there are some that genuinely have been blessed. And they will have it with persecution. So don't join the persecutors. How did they get this? How did they have this? Why did they have this? How did they have it? Mark 10, 30. Go ahead and ask. Go ahead. Next time you are praying, quote, God, explain Mark 10, 30. And see if he'll give you an answer. Number five. Wow. We are there, isn't it? Are you glad you came to church? Yes. Number five, you must sacrifice in order to follow Jesus. Yeah. Sacrifice to follow Jesus. The same passage, Mark 10. You have to leave all to follow him. You see, let me explain following Jesus to you. Many of us, all of us, most of us, naturally, check if your neighbor is sleeping. The room is warm, so it's a little, you know, it's not easy, isn't it? It's not anointing, it's a warm room. Yes. I feel very anointed. You know, let me explain following Jesus. Are you listening to me? You have to learn to follow Jesus. Don't mix the two of following. The other one is following parents or following the natural course of life. Do you understand? And then there's following Jesus. When you follow normal parental advice, counsel, natural course of life, everything, that's where you end up. Now you're a doctor. Now you've graduated. You're a lawyer. Now you are this. Now you are that. You've got that's the natural course of life, but it's different from following Jesus. There's no unit that would appoint you as a pastor at the end, or no unit that would say that you are anointed. But when you there's another lane, there's another lane which is follow the follow Jesus lane, follow Jesus, a die hard, a die hard for Christ lane. When you choose that lane, that's when you end up a basenta leader, you end up a pastor. You end up an anointed person. You, you, you become anointed. That's following Jesus. Following, and it takes sacrifices because you, you leave a certain party you were in into another party and say to yourself, you, have, you say to yourself, yes, I am called. I am called to serve God. God has called me. There's a calling on my life. And what does it take to fulfill your ministry? There's a book called Fulfill Your Ministry. You will start reading such books. When you start reading such books, it means you are following Jesus. You are following the instructions of Jesus. It's not your father who will say to you that break up with that, with that girl. He, he may not even know about it. But it's the Holy Spirit said, no, 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 it's not a good thing. Break up. You are following Jesus. Your father will be saying, study hard. Study well. Where are you? Are you in the library? You say, yes, please, I'm in the library, even though you're in bed. I'm in the library. 
Are you doing this? Have you got a job? Get a job. Get a job. Do this. Have you cleaned your room? Have you done this? That is normal parental following. Don't mix the two with following Jesus. Because you could be a good person, nice guy, good child, good son, good daughter, but you're not following Jesus. You have not taken the first step. But now let me follow Jesus. Let me follow Jesus. That's, that, that's why we start seeing sacrifices for the ministry. That's why we see your interest. That's why we see your interest in ministry. You will start traveling for ministry. Not traveling to go and meet boys to marry you. Traveling for ministry. You see, when, when you hear, oh, there's an event here. The, the interest and the excitement is for God. Because you, you travel, you, tra- you make travels. It's not like you don't travel, you travel. But what do you travel for? You don't want to answer me. <laughs> we travel. We go places. We go places all the time. It's only when you're traveling for ministry that you text me and say, Bishop, we have boarded. Pray for me. Say a prayer for me. When you're going to the other places, you don't tell me you've bought it. You don't even tell me that you've landed. Yeah. Yeah, somebody traveled. Very active in the church. She just disappeared. When she came back, she didn't know even how to talk to me again. So she just disappeared. Just disappeared and just reappeared. Now when she sees me, she doesn't know what to say. As though it's a sin to travel. It's not a sin to travel. You can't travel. Why? travel. I'm explaining to you that when you, when you are following Jesus, now we'll see that you start traveling for Jesus. Did his disciples not travel with him? When he moves there, they move with him. When he moves there, he moves with them. you see his interest, his interest, traveling for the sake of the ministry. The ministry becomes important. It becomes that important that you make movements and moves. And I know some of you have traveled for the ministry a lot. We're not going for sham come and sham come and all those things. Yes. You've traveled before. So maybe you've backslidden. Because you've stopped traveling. So maybe you've backslidden. That's what it's called. Ooh, what a service. It's a cross. Yeah, maybe you've backslidden. Now it's called but your, your current state is called backsliding. It's not finances. It's not finances or anything. It's called backsliding. This is no longer important. This is more important. Yes, that's your current state. Because you used to do it when you had zeal and when you had first love. Your first love could take you. You see, when you are sacrificing something, you don't even think about it. You don't even calculate. You just, you just move. Now that you even have the power to dictate where you go. When mommy could say no, mommy couldn't say no. Now that you're a married man, you're sitting there. It's called backsliding. Yes. Should we end? When daddy could stop you, he couldn't stop you. Is it not strange that now you can stop yourself? Now you are married, working. You say, I can't. Hey. Wow. I, like, I really like the silence in this. I've, I've never seen some before. 
It feels like last uh, Wednesday evening. Look, I've never seen people depressed on the train. Look, I wanted, I wanted to record it on my phone, but I was afraid. Look, every, it, wasn't, it wasn't anger. A certain feeling of hopelessness. I was sitting on a train full of people. Not a word. I'm t- look, I, was t- I told someone that if a pin drops out here, then I change. I said, not a pin. I said, if a feather drops out here, it's a feather. And then when we got off at the station, usually when you get to you hear shuffling of feet and talking, you silence. So at the point I turned back, are people really coming? They all come. I said, hey, is it real? This is how it's going to be. I thought, I thought maybe they didn't know each other on the trees. When we got off, I was watching them. People with their friends. Everybody. So let's just go home and sleep. Don't worry. It's on its way. It's coming home. It will come. It hasn't come yet, but it will come. Yes. It will come. Was the song not it's coming home? Yeah, so it's on its way. Maybe it will get here 2066. I don't know. <laughs> but it's coming. It's coming. It's on its way. It's coming. Sacrifice in order to follow Jesus. To follow Jesus. When, when there's a switch. Do, do you know how sometimes trains, they change, they change their tracks. It's on this track, then it switches to this track. That's how you have to learn. You have to learn that God is calling me. I have to switch. I have to switch tracks and follow Jesus. It doesn't take away your job. It doesn't take away your qualification. It doesn't take away your marriage. It doesn't take away your. It doesn't take away any of this. But you, you will see that now this person is a follower of Christ. He's a follower of Christ. He reads his Bible. He listens to messages. He soaks in messages. He obeys what the scriptures. He wants to do more. He's a follower of Christ. It's different from going to the library to pass exams. There are two different things. Go to the library and pass exams, but follow Jesus. When you're following, that's when we'll see that when everybody, everybody is going somewhere for a party, you say, no, I'd rather stay, I'd rather stay in my room and listen to the Macané. You're, you're following Jesus. You make a mark. And those of you going for first year, first year you have to learn these things. Early, you have to announce who you are very early, right from the word go. This is who I am. You have to put the makana on full blast. Anybody who is passing by your door will always hear tongues and guys say, Oh, then you say, She's weird. When they say she's weird, he's weird. You know you are following Jesus. Instead of being depressed and say, I want to be like them. You want to be like them, how? Follow Jesus, follow Christ. It's different from the other life. When you start following Jesus, you see, you start traveling. You start listening to messages. You start preaching. You'll be interested in the ministry. You, you even have respect for your dreams. You have respect for preaching. When you hear the word, you say, this word has really convicted. I'm convicted about something. You don't just clap. You are convicted. 
to do something. When you miss something, you say, I've, I've, I'm really missed. I wish I was there, but because of it, I can't make it. I'm missing. But when it's like, we've all done it before. Now you sound like your mother. You sound like your mother who said to you that I also was active like you. Now you sound like a. And finally. Oh, we finished. How many do you have? Five. Five. It's supposed to be six. Okay. You must sacrifice so that you receive your blessings on earth. That's Mark 10.30. You receive your blessings when you sacrifice. The other heat makes it feel like I've preached for a long time. But it's one of my shortest sermons. Yes, you can take you can take your time. It feels like I've been talking forever. But it's a heat. Ah, those of you who have been bringing us into these airless rooms, we forgive you from the bottom of our hearts. Ah, are you glad we see number six? Sack. Are you glad? You can't speak the truth anymore. Okay, are you not glad? So what are you? Okay, no problem. These are your blessings. You shall receive an hundredfold. Anytime you are sacrificing, know that it's not a loss. You are not losing. So, so decide to sacrifice early so you can enjoy the harvest. Don't decide in your 60s or 50s or mid-40s or mid-30s, then you start making sacrifices. You make sacrifices in mid-30s. Perhaps it's better than making sacrifices in mid-60s. But those who make their sacrifices in early 20s will be reaping them. Start making your sacrifices early for God. For God. Stand up and be counted in the army of God. Stand up and be counted. Say, I can be counted. I will live for God. I will live for Jesus. I'll fight for him. I will follow Jesus. Look, my, my best point today is sacrifice to follow Jesus. It's my best point today. I really pray that that has got, that has got your attention and entered your heart. That it is different from following a profession and following a career. It's not the same as following Jesus. I didn't follow a career to be called a pastor and to be in the ministry and to become anointed whatever. I think it's not, it's not following it's not following my father's timetable. My father's timetable gave me certificates. Following Jesus gave me anointing and nice people like you. Yes, that's following Jesus. That's what following Jesus did. That's what following Jesus did. This is, this is a result of my following Jesus. Not following my, my father's guidance. My father's guidance has helped me to be able to speak English and to preach. And to think intelligently. But following Jesus. Many people studied what I studied. But they are not ministers. It's a decision to switch tracks. They have finished this lane. I'm switch tracks. I'm following Jesus. Or I'm doing the two at the same time. Because you can do the two at the same time. Till the point where now it requires that you leave one and follow this one. Ah. God bless you all. Stand to your feet.
the way I have preached and the way you are clapping, I can't compare the two. Wait, 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 wait. How many of you can tell that I have really preached from my heart? How many of you feel that it's different today? So why are you clap? Why are you not clapping from your heart too? Huh. Wait, 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 I've preached this way so that you won't feel bad that you've been left behind. So you tell those who have gone that, look, you should have been in church today. But it looks like everything I've done, you are not even impressed. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait. Are you waiting? Look, I could have waited for them to come back and preach to the full church. Five things you must know about sacrifice. This comes from my labab. Do you know labab? From my heart. That's the door I opened today. Did you also see it? Did you feel it? Those of you at the back, did you feel it? Yeah, sure. So why, why are you clapping like you didn't feel it? Your tapping is like, you know, it's just another message. Give Jesus a mighty hand clap. Wow. 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 How many of you are can already see, can already see that there are things to sacrifice? Things to kill. You have to slaughter. You have to slaughter some things. You have to slaughter them. You have to separate yourselves. And they are not imaginary things. Some of them are real human beings, real friends. That relationship must not exist again if you want to follow Jesus. If you want to follow Jesus, should it exist? It can't. It can't exist. The two can't work together. It has to go. Some of the visions you have visions. That vis- That vision is satanic. Yes, it's satanic. Why do I say it's satanic? Because it's, it's, it's led you away from Christ. Led you away from your calling. Led you away from the anointing. Led you away from the kingdom of God. Led you away from ministry, doing ministry. It's that vision. It's a vision. Nice vision, good vision, clever vision. But it's taking you away from God. Gradually. You have to separate yourself from that vision. You have to say to yourself, look, I don't have that vision anymore. I don't have that vision. I have a vision to serve God. I want to please God. And see. See Mark 10.30 kick into your life. One day I'll ask you, what, what, what have you lost? you even be ashamed. What have you lost? Say you are sacrificing. No sacrifice. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Close your eyes and just pray for yourself. Pray for yourself. I don't know what, I don't know what you're going to pray about, but pray for yourself. I can hear you praying. I can hear you praying. Pray for yourself. On specific things. Pray for yourself. Pray that God will help you. Pray that the Holy Spirit will help you. To follow Jesus. To follow Jesus. To follow Jesus. To follow him. To follow him. To follow him. 
And nothing will take you away. Nothing will blow you off. Nothing will make you backslide. Pray for yourself. Pray for yourself. Kaba shaba kaba talaba handalaba haya. Ma kaba shaba kataya. Yes, Lord. Maybe you should pray for strength to sacrifice. Strength. Strength to be decisive. To decide. To decide. To make decisions. That will make you follow Jesus and follow Him alone. Ah, Shabadiba Kastaya. Laba Shanda Laba Kaba Laba Hataya. Laba Shanda Laba Diba Kapa Sastaya. Makapa Tustaya. Thank you, Jesus. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you if you're here. You want, you want to enter the ministry. You want to be seen as a servant of God. A minister of God. All you want to do is that you want to serve God. If not today, one day you want to be known and seen as someone who serves God. If you're here, like, I want you to lift up your two hands. I want to pray for you, wherever you are. If you don't have that desire, don't lift up your hand at all. Don't. Don't mock God. Father, I pray for these ones. As they've lifted up their hands, Lord. Help them, Lord. Help them to enter the ministry. I pray for an open door. I pray for an opportunity. I pray for a chance. Give them a chance, Lord. Lord, look at their hearts, Lord. Soft hearts. Desirous hearts, Lord. And give them a chance to stand before you to serve you, Lord. To work for you, O God. Let that dream, let that vision be fulfilled in these precious ones, Lord. Holy Spirit, fall upon them. Come upon them. Rest upon them. Descend upon them like a dove. Descend upon them, Lord. Descend upon them, Lord. For a conviction, Lord. For an assurance, Lord. For a fire, Lord. For a strong, intense desire, Lord. That can never be quenched. I block every door of the enemy. I block every window of the enemy. I block every path of the enemy. That shall quench this desire. That shall quench this vision. I block it and bind it and rebuke Satan. In Jesus name. And declare. I declare over your life. That you shall serve God. You shall serve him. You shall live for him. You shall work for him. Amen. You shall labor for him. Amen. He shall be your God. Amen. He, shall, he shall be your master. Amen. And you will be his servant. Amen. Thank you, Father, for that blessed chance and blessed opportunity. Let it happen for them, Lord. And let it happen speedily, Lord. Let it be quick. Let it be fast, Lord. May they never lose this desire. May they be flames for you, Lord flames of fire for your work's sake thank you Lord giving you thanks and giving you praise today in Jesus name Amen Amen. now while every eye is closed every head is bowed I also want to pray for you maybe somebody invited you to church today or you came to church 
or you have been coming to church coming to church is not the same as being saved it's not the same as going to heaven today you want to say that pastor pray with me I want to give my life to Jesus I want to have a relationship with God a real relationship with God I want to be a Christian I want to be a believer I want to be born again I want to be saved I want my name to be written in the book of life I want to go to heaven when I die pastor please pray with me while every eye is closed and every head is bowed if you are here like that you say pastor pray with me I want to give my life to Jesus I want to pray for you specially please lift up your right hand wherever you are lift up quickly so I can pray with you God bless you I can see your hand there God bless you don't join in just your right hand very quickly let's be quick you want to give your life to Jesus today just your right hand and I'll pray with you hi so I can see you hi God bless you I can see all your hands I can see all your hands you're here you're not sure of your salvation you're not sure you're not certain this is your moment this is your opportunity to choose to choose to be sure to choose to serve God just your right hand and I'll pray with you God bless you God bless you if you have your hand lifted up I want to do one more thing come to me in the front here come so I can pray with you come come and join us in the front come 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 yes Come. Come quickly from wherever you are. Come. Maybe you didn't even lift up your hand, but you want to give your life to Jesus. Come. Fast and quick. Come. Come to Jesus. Yes. Come. Sing it just as I am. I'm waiting for you. I'm waiting for you. Come. Keep coming. Come to Jesus. You are coming to give your life to Jesus. Come. Yes, Lord. I want to ask the person standing by you that are you sure of your salvation? Ask the person, are you sure? Sometimes people are feeling shy. They just need company. Tell the person, I'll walk with you. I'll walk with you. You've walked with people to the clubs before, isn't it? You've walked with people to go and do bad things, isn't it? Yes. Now you can walk with somebody to the cross to give their lives to Jesus. We're going to sing one more time. If anybody by you is not sure, just walk with the person as though it is you, as though you are the one. Christ took your shame, took somebody, take someone's shyness today. We are singing through one more time. Anybody is not sure, come now. Come with the person now. Yes, was shed for me. Thank you, Jesus. And that thou bid me come. By your heads, close your eyes, let's pray. Those of you in front, say this prayer with me, and everybody else help us as we make this prayer. Say, Heavenly Father, thank you for Jesus Christ. I believe Jesus is alive. I believe he died for me. Say it. I believe he died for me. And he rose up on the third day. Now say Lord Jesus. Please come into my heart. Be the Lord of my life. If you are in front say this after me. Say Lord Jesus. From today. I will serve you. 
I will follow you. I will obey you. Say, I will no longer serve Satan. I belong to Jesus. Jesus is the Lord of my life. Now say, Heavenly Father, please write my name in the book of life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Wow. Father, thank you for all these precious ones. May they be established in the house. And may they be established in your kingdom. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. My dear, you joined us late. What's your name? Are you okay? Who knows her? Who knows her? Who brought her to church? Who? Come, 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 come. Let's say our prayer. Let's say our prayer together, okay? I want you to say it, okay? Don't think it. Say it after me. The whole church will help us as we say it, okay? Say it. Say, Heavenly Father. Thank you for Jesus. Say it. Say, I believe in Jesus. I'm waiting for you. Say, I believe in Jesus. I believe he died for me. And he rose up on the third day. Say, Lord Jesus. Say it. Please come into my heart. Be the Lord of my life. Say, Satan, I reject you. I belong to Jesus. Say it. Say, I have been bought with the blood of Jesus. And I belong to Jesus. Say, thank you, Father. Please write my name in the book of life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father, for your blessing and for salvation. Fill her with your Holy Spirit. Make her strong in you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Please receive your... Beautiful. Salvation is a beautiful thing, isn't it? Aren't you happy when people are saved? It's a nice thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's a nice thing. God bless you. You may go back to your seats. Clap for them as they go back. Your clap is not impressive. Look. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait, wait. God has proven to you that he's still saving souls. Whether you're feeling hot or not, souls are being saved. And heaven is rejoicing. And you are not impressed. Why are you like that? That shows our position that you are impressed. And you are you happy with what God is doing. Wow. What? Clapping to is a sacrifice. Beautiful. Sons of God. 
Brothers, sisters, we are one, and our lives have just begun. In the spirit, we are young, and we'll live forever. Sons of God, hear His holy word. Gather round the table of the Lord. Eat His body, drink His blood, and we'll sing the song of love. Alleluia, 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 alleluia. Shout together to the Lord, who has promised a reward. Happiness a hundredfold. the Lord. Eat his body, drink his blood, and we'll sing a song of love. Alleluia, 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 alleluia. Brothers, sisters, we are one, and our lives have just begun. In the Spirit, we are young. the Lord. Eat his body, drink his blood, and we'll sing. Father, thank you for this blessed opportunity. Thank you for miracles. Thank you for healings. Thank you for questions that the blood shall answer on our behalf, Lord. Thank you for issues that the blood shall resolve for us today, Lord. We eat and we drink of your body and of the blood of Jesus. For healing, for a covering, for deliverance, for protection, for strength where we are weak, oh God. For every weakness, Lord, may the blood replace it with strength, Lord. Cover our sins, cover our mistakes, Lord. Let every curse be reversed. Let every voice of the enemy be accursed. Let every prevailing situation be accursed, oh God. Take over, Lord. Take over, Lord. Take over, Lord. Take over today, Lord. Heal us and strengthen us. Thank you for strength. Thank you for success, Lord. Thank you for success. In Jesus' name. The body of Christ. The body of Jesus Christ. Eat it. The blood of Jesus. The precious blood of Jesus. Drink all of it. I declare strength comes to your body now. I declare healing comes into your body now. I declare the power of recovery comes upon you now you shall recover everything you have lost you shall recover it and you shall do well the grace of excellence rests upon you today expect excellent results expect 
expect answers. Expect your desires being met. In Jesus name. And everybody said amen. I'll ask you to say amen again. And I'll ask you to say for the last time. May every prayer of yours be answered. Take your seats. We hope that you've been blessed by this message. For more information, follow us on social media. Search for First Love Church London on Facebook and YouTube and First Love UK on Twitter and on Instagram. Have a blessed week.